Welcome back to uh, Director Showdown, uh, episode ooh, six of this season, I think. Uh, we are talking about Paul Thomas Anderson's 2008? No. 2007. It's already wrong. fucked it up. Jesus Already Christ. fucked it up. I'm going to cut it out, delete <laughs> that. 2007 masterpiece, There Will Be Blood. And that uh, wasn't a masterpiece of an introduction. It sure sir. wasn't. Goofed that one up big time. We'll and try to save as- it. Try to save <laughs> it right now by saying what this podcast is all about. Yeah, so this is a podcast <laughs> where uh, my buddy Adam and I face off two directors against one another every season and, uh, yeah, go through their selected filmography, kind of weigh their uh, strengths and weaknesses and see if there's a winner at the end of uh, each season. This one's different a Mm -hmm, little bit mm -hmm. uh, because we both fucking love Tarantino and uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. See, Uh, that was was good, but not great. But you're getting there, Chief. It wasn't quite the masterpiece. It was was more of the magnolia of intros as opposed to... Here's a goal for the end of the season. Get to that masterpiece. Get to that masterpiece of the introduction, man. Set set a high bar for me, man. Let's do it. (laughs) Uh, and uh, with us this week, we have our buddy uh, Brian Menard. What's up, man? What's up? I'm, I'm glad that y'all, obviously, season three, everything's like a finely tuned machine this time. It's, everything's it's season, four, right? It's four. Season four? Yeah. Season oh, man, you well, you, are, well, you forget because three was a very short... <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, was, yeah, we don't like that to actually does make the joke even I think better <laughs> honestly yeah. yeah we don't like to talk about season three yeah because season three was that was very a tough. dark a dark time in our mm. lives you know <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I'm glad to be it's here it's painful yeah and dude really and you stoked. were you you had a, a bit of a story I think an you anecdote starting, if you will uh, you guys want to go okay see I thought we might just bring that up okay organically um, no nah. yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so I, I come I come over here to Bren's house and. We just watched There Will Be Blood, and it's like this mm-hmm. whole thing, like capitalism and like religion. Mm-hmm. And so they make this joke. They're like, let's go ahead and have a prayer before the podcast. And I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take a knee. I don't know. Was yeah, my, we my... pray before every podcast. It's important that everybody <laughs> knows. Yeah. But we I actually uh, get some lamb's blood and dump it all over us. We thought we'd spare yeah, we you. We wipe it under moment. our eyes. You can't see, but we do it every podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty dope, but just anointed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I went to this thing this week, and I had to work on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I, I like volunteered for this club at work. It's called Toastmasters, where you just kind of get practice giving speeches, you know, whatever. Okay. And uh, I had to go to this training for it. I, I got elected into this this officer role, so I had to go to these outside trainings. And they started the whole thing with a group prayer, and then we all turned to the flag and and, and said the uh, pledge of allegiance. What? And I was just like, this is one of the strangest things I've ever been a part of. Really weird. Like as an adult, like if it's not a baseball game, like why are we? 
You Wait, know you can the, sue them for that shit. Well, okay, so I think they are they get away with it because you said it's a like elective yeah. group within your work. Yeah. And then this was even further removed yeah. from it, right? Like yeah, it was yeah. like a different That's weird. Was it like John Baptist Church Dude, of Dude, it was down Toastmaster? in Texas A&M San Antonio. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Is that why? It, oh. I don't Texas know. A&M's really? pretty like religious, you know. <laughs> I think I might have joined a club for old people. A cult. A cult. The, the Toastmasters yeah. thing with your work? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's I don't know. really strange. Yeah, I was the youngest person there, and I'm like, I'm almost 30. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what is this? That would have been appropriate yeah. if we were doing the master, but... I did, yeah. um... No, it's still... Yeah. yeah. I, uh... I won a raffle while I was there. I won a $10 Amazon gift card, so, you know... Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it. that you would have won, like, a cross or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like a, a free King James Bible. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, a gift card to... God, what was that store called? The, the, the Bi- Christian the Family Christian, Store? Christian Bookstore, Christian right? Family Christ- Store. Christian Family something, yeah. Christian Family Store. Um, That's too And funny. it ran out of business. So, that was a unique experience from this weekend, so... Yeah, no, that's really yeah. interesting, man. That's uh, strange. That it's really strange. Yeah, mm. there, there was it was. I'll tell you, man. It was weird. People were dressed up as flamingos. What the what? fuck, dude? There were people with flamingo hats and flamingo. It was like a flamingo. I didn't realize that there was a flamingo theme until I got there. And there wow, were I feel I feel like somebody didn't like dot the i's and cross the t's on like the fucking. Was, what are they going for? Yeah, I don't know what, what they the... were going for. It was summer fun. Summer fun was what they were going. Did someone for. at least toast? Weird. They okay. So what it was is like training for how to run your club. So like my that's my pretty like, meta, my, like okay, and then you're role. running yeah. the Toastmasters the one? one at my. Oh, work. that's cool. I'm like okay. I, have I didn't to make catch that. The yeah. public relations part, so I have to like okay. make flyers and bullshit. So oh. I go to this thing to learn how to do it, and they were like, "Who here knows how to get onto the newspaper?" And I was like, "I'm not gonna put anything in the newspaper." <laughs> and they were like, "Who here knows how to do Facebook?" And everyone's like, "What's oh. Facebook?" Oh, and I'm like, no. "I'm like, oh no, this is a waste of time." We might even touch on Snapchat. Yeah. Like they, they just are <laughs> totally removed, dude. Pinterest came up have you heard oh, of memes memes yeah. you know what would be Mimis? you know it would be a hilarious way yeah. to like kind of get back at your work for hiring that specific yeah. group is like go back to your uh mm-hmm. toastmasters group and be like okay well let's start with a, a group prayer <laughs> this is what i learned and then like the pr <laughs> or no 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 yeah, the PR person's going to be like, "What, Brian? Brian, what are you doing? What are you doing?" Like, they're going to shut it down immediately. Maybe, yeah, it was it was very strange. Yeah. So, damn man. Well, keep us updated. You know on what that else group. is strange? Cool. PTA versus <laughs> Quinn Tarantino. Brian, what do you? Mm-hmm. Who do you prefer? Who Always do you like? the cleanest uh, transfers uh, oh, yeah. here on the. If I'm going to take like a PTA, if, if there's transition. a grab bag of. You know, maybe a handful of Quinn Tarantino movies and a handful of PTA movies. Mm-hmm. I think in that situation, you don't know what you're going to get. Quentin okay, Tarantino. like a random yeah, yeah. grab bag. There's like one Paul Thomas Anderson movie that I really enjoy. And there's like maybe six or seven like Quentin Tarantino movies that I really enjoy. Mm. But I like yeah. this one more than all of Quentin Tarantino's other movies. That's uh, a cool... That's a well, cool... So this is um, the one that you... This is my favorite out of, out of, okay. out of every movie that y'all are watching mm. this season. Yeah. See, so you're going from like a quality over quantity yeah. sort of thing. Like, yeah. it's a quality movie. This yeah. is one of the best movies that I've seen in a long time. Right, and For sure. I totally, absolutely agree. With I that. agree, one hundred percent. Also, what what I do want to know is, so do you like dislike any of PTAs, or, or do you just not? They don't really. That's a good do question. Much for yeah. you or? Uh, a lot of the 
Depending on early how you ones, answer, you might ones. be kicked off the podcast Dude, is, right now. What's his first movie? Uh, the Heart Eight, eight and Heart then Boogie eight. Nights. Yeah. Boogie Nights. Yeah, yeah, I don't like Boogie Nights. You don't like? Bo- oh, you know Woo. we talked about this, dude. Yeah, we talked about this, and I was really bummed that you didn't like. <laughs> See, Nights. okay. What do you think of Magnolia? Though I haven't seen Magnolia. Okay, I'm gonna let you borrow Magnolia. Later. Yeah, watch Magnolia and see. Because I'd be really Boogie interested. Nights. Yeah, to yeah. see. You know, um, actually, uh, I was watching uh, Tarantino. He did, had a little podcast about the role of blood, and I listened to it. Oh shit, that's awesome! And um, he said that. The Roby Blood is a masterpiece. 100%, dude. But yeah. he still prefers Boogie Nights over uh, The Roby Blood. Huh. Which makes yeah, sense because of the film meta yeah. in Boogie Nights. Yeah. There's no other reason why, well, I think. And then that touches on something that, like, you and I were talking about recently with something, and I can't remember what. Maybe it was, it, it was Tarantino, actually, uh, fittingly enough. Like, mm. like, the, like, observing that one movie is objectively better a la Pulp Fiction, because yeah. that's what I think about his, you know, Pulp Fiction, hmm. and then enjoying some of his other Which movies more. Like, more right? like, I think I enjoy watching, like, Hateful Eight and the Kill Bills more hmm. than Pulp Fiction. because they're dope. So it's like, hmm. there's like a, an objective and subjective, like, take See, on it. See, for me, at least, with PTA, hmm. objectively and subjectively, the Roby Blood is, like, my my thing. The first 15 minutes alone is are just yeah. a fan, they're the, one of the they're best incredible. things I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm. it's it's purely silent, yeah. like, storytelling. Like, God, just like, oh, dude, the combination of the cinematography, and I promised myself I was going to look up the guy's name. I think it's Robert Elswit. Mm. That might be the wrong guy. Uh, with, like, his direction, like, the super long, like, old-school Western shots with like the sound with the score mm-hmm. by Johnny yeah. Greenwood. And it's like oh, so interesting that they can get away with like really long shots and holding on things for so long and it doesn't mm-hmm. feel boring. It doesn't like drag out. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like there's a constant pace to it. In yeah. part because of the soundtrack of the score. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of the rhythmic stuff that goes on. And because of the way that they frame some of those shots that it like yeah. it's not cutting, but it's like moving from his hand to like wherever and mm-hmm. just like it's, it's like amazing. so beautiful, yeah. man. Like this movie mm. is, we've talked about this in the podcast too, is like his movies more than almost any other director I can just like put on and just like have on and, and watch because like there's something about them that are so like hypnotic. hypnotic. Yeah. yeah. Like you can, like I can put on the master and the master is like a very tense. Yeah. Uh, some would call it slow movie. Some would call this movie slow. I, I thought it was slow the first time I saw it. Uh, but like they're they're they just pull you in to like the world, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, do they the w- the way they shoot it, where they like hold on these like big sweeping vistas for like so long, and they mm-hmm. show you the character like in it, and it, it might show show you know, start off with him close to the lens, and as yeah. it pulls out, you get to see how big the environment is, and it really mm-hmm. sucks yeah. you in. I feel like this is a good point to uh, put in some shots. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I was looking at at my notes right now, yeah, actually. Dude, um, yeah, whoever wants to, if you guys want to. Well, I mean, just to just to piggyback on the opening scene, mm. I just liked how, um, to prime everybody, yeah. uh, PTA wanted to make a horror film, and this is actually a horror film, and he used Dracula as the... Um, oh, that's super cool. As cool. the inspiration for Daniel Plainview. 
So on my second viewing, when I watched it, I was like, all right, let me wow, think of this dude. as what well, I need a to rewatch it film. now too. That's yeah, fascinating. Now so that I think about there's it. so much like actual like vampire imagery in this film that you just don't even like dude, there pick up is, on. Yeah. Dude, when he's like delivering <laughs> yeah. steaks all over the place. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Exactly. Because that was him. Like to me, at least, I found that part to be like him like staking himself because he was about to um, complete his uh, project, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like he's finally, he's like putting the stakes in his own heart as he's going down the pipeline, you know? Yeah. Because he ends up, you know, to be done, he doesn't have anything left to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And also like in the uh, beginning, you know, the one we were talking about where he's like covered in, he's covered in darkness. Like, it's like he's Man. a vampire covered in darkness and when you can't see his face and then when he finds a silver ore it the the light does start does show his face a bit to show like the relationship between you know the material and and himself and what he's looking for Mm -hmm. i thought that was like some awesome cinematography there wait what is what is this segment about what is shot 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 oh boy that would have been good to explain it to you uh so (laughs) it's it's kind of like like looking at the more technical side, mm-hmm. like like how things framed. And yeah, something's framed, and it could lit, not just a single lit. shot, but yeah. like a scene. Like well, it can be a shot, just a single. Yeah, scene. exactly. Um, okay, all right. Though. I'm on board for this now. I get it. Okay. So, and to tie into the kind of horror imagery, one of my favorite shots that I don't know if ever clicked with me before was the uh, when he kills um, Henry, yeah. and then there's the fucking like oil burial. And just, like, the symbolism of that, mm-hmm. that he, like, kills his brother. It's a fake brother, this, like, imposter. Yeah. And then, like, digs a hole in the ground and just buries him, like, okay. in that oil. Do you want to... Okay, so I'm glad you brought up that scene because mm-hmm. that is, like, one of the later scenes in the movie where when he's talking to his brother and he kills him. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, right? Um, yeah. But this movie uses a lot of, like... Uh, firelight. They like light the characters up with like that natty, exposed natty fire. firelight. Yeah, and like every time that they're doing it, and Daniel like Plainview is talking. The first time is like when he's talking to his kid. He's like, uh, "I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna tell him I'm gonna buy their farm for a quail farm mm-hmm. instead of an oil farm." Yeah, and they're like in front of that campfire, and he's telling his son the truth. And then later, when his brother shows up, and his brother's like, uh, I'm, "I'm this," he's like, "Well, I'm a fucking monster. Let me explain my whole thing to you." Mm, They're yeah. like in firelight. He's like telling the truth for the first, and the whole rest of the movie, he's like lying to everybody. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was like fascinating. Well, it's two yeah. demons yeah. like looking at each other. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, two devils because the flame. Yeah, yeah. The 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 light of the fire was on both of them. You know, and mm. Daniel couldn't. Um, he couldn't. He, it was like he was looking in a mirror of himself, a con man, and he couldn't handle See, the um, yeah the reflection. So he killed. He killed Henry. You know. Mm-hmm. I thought that. Okay, I took a different mm-hmm. thing from that. I, I thought that uh, this guy's like super lonely. He hates everybody. He he's only a, he's a misanthrope. Yeah, like, yeah. He's and just he, like he only trusts himself and what mm. comes from him. And he thought he could trust this guy because he was of the same blood. And he right. finds out he doesn't. And he's like, "Well, then I gotta kill you now." Yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's also part of it yeah. for sure. Yeah. That that's more yeah the kind of reading that I took. Like, and this this was the first time that I actually caught. I don't know how I didn't catch this before, but like I caught the moment that he figures mm. that out when he says, uh, "I." <laughs> Yeah. I say we get liquored up and take them to the peach tree dance. Yeah. And then and then he like he says that yeah. to like not much of a response. And then w- it's when he repeats yeah. it 
mm-hmm. to the peach tree dance. Like, don't you get it? Like, don't you know what I'm referencing? Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, yeah. And then he's like, you just see, he goes out in the water and you just Fuck see the fucking water. anger in dude, his face, dude. Mm. That's another shot too, mm-hmm. where like he his whole his head is above the water and it's just still, and then yeah. the whole body's underwater. You can see it like pedaling and, and moving around and thinking. And then like when his brother's on the beach, his brother's mm. body is in shadow except for his head, which is like in the light. All these weird like balance. <laughs> that. mm. There's so much balance to like every shot in this entire movie. It's mm-hmm. yeah. Fucking, is that a shot, shot, shot? Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I mean, this is like one of the the most beautifully shot movies like ever made. Like, I, it's it's definitely Roger Elswit. Yeah, I remember the guy's name. But um, yeah. Well, there was the uh, another one I would bring up is like uh, I, don't, I I I'm really leaning heavily on the intro because like he he finds a silver ore and then you have the ascension kind of lighting. Yes. You know, as he's like rising to heaven, right? And it's like interesting because, um, you know, he's going away from the darkness. Yet, like, he breaks his leg, and he's like going through literal hell, the yeah. de- the desert. You mm-hmm. know, and it's like, I feel like that's all about him, like, because you have to assume that this guy is like a fucking like badass. Mm-hmm. This guy broke his leg and, and he dragged drugged his, himself all the all way, way back up. to town yeah. with his rifle. Yep, <laughs> yeah. and still got that gold, dude. You know? And they didn't yeah. even have to show it they in that thing, but yeah. the, he earned so much like positive credit. See, like, it's like there's so much mm-hmm. character development in that first 15 minutes that's shown to you mm-hmm. that like they don't have to have any dialogue, really, even any other characters. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. insane. Like yeah, when he drags himself back to the town. And, like, it's so... This movie's super fucking efficient, also. Like, there's not a wasted scene or probably even shot in the whole movie. Yeah. Like, like yeah, it doesn't have to show you him dragging himself back. We, sh- we show him there, so you're like, holy sh... Okay, he just dragged himself... Oh, he just dragged himself all yeah. the way back. Like, mm-hmm. it, like, lets you put that together yeah. yourself, you and know? It tells you so much about him. He's, uh... He's, defe- he's defeated nature. Like, he's a man who mm-hmm. uh, overcome... Who overcame the elements and even himself through the the uh, broken leg? Yeah, and he, I feel like that because Tarantino said this too, and I agree with him. Mm-hmm. Was that like that fact almost like redeems him for everything he does afterwards? Dude. Almost, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, he gets a lot of credit at first, and he doesn't really. You don't really have like a reason to like not like him or not yeah. trust him until he starts getting like. <laughs> It's pretty wild at one point. I mean, well, <laughs> I want to ask you guys, like, what? Yeah. when was the moment you oh. lost? Lost empathy for him? Yeah, you gave up on Dan, uh, Daniel. Um, I almost... You know, there's, there's a lot of, like, hints to, like, who he truly is, like, mm-hmm. set up. Like, even early on in the movie, like, when he... When uh, H.W., has the accident mm-hmm. and he loses his hearing and he leaves HW yep. and then he runs out to the rig and he sees like fire lit again. Like he sees just yeah. like fucking dollar signs yeah. in front of him. And then, uh, his assistant yeah. is next to him and he's like, he's, he's like, is, is HW like, they're talking yeah. about the, whatever the rig and yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, is HW okay? And he's like, no, he's not. And then he runs out of yeah. like caring for the kid back mm-hmm. to him. So I think like there are hints early on that like, he isn't a good guy, but I'd say like the irredeemable part is 
Is it? No, it has to be before he kills his brother, right? Or the imposter guy. I think it's... When do you guys think it is? I say it's... He's. I'm with him all the way until he he says you're you're a bastard in a handbasket. Yeah, I think. I wow. think that's because that Jesus. was that because that one moment is when he could have gone through redemption. Daniel, mm-hmm. he could have like said, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, like it doesn't matter that you're not my son. I love you. Whatever. Blah blah. blah. But yeah. he chooses. Instead to... To break his heart, pretty much. Yeah, because he he he, he defaults... Um, Daniel defaults to what he knows in his competition. You know, yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm, I, this guy's another another competitor now, and I have to, like... Why are him. you on his side for that long? I'm just interested, like... Because he seems... He's, to me, he seems yeah, like a to, villain the whole me, movie. To me, as soon as mm-hmm. he, like, reveals himself to his brother, I hate everyone. Like, that's when I was like, oh, this guy is, like... Yeah, it's bad. like you... Bad news. Yeah, and, like, I think even earlier than that, I, like, lose sympathy for... I don't know which one to use sympathy, empathy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sympathy, I think. But... And then, yeah, and then I'm not really on his side. It's just you're along this journey, and you're like, man, this guy is fucking digging himself into the... Dude, it is. I don't know. This whole it's fascinating to watch the character, like, mm-hmm. and to like learn more about him. But like, the character doesn't really change. You just kind of learn. You everything just kind of mm-hmm. you should see it in a new light by the end of the movie. Oh, he changes. Yeah. I think he 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 gets worse. Is what happens. Yeah, I think so. He has more power, so he yeah. has more freedom. But because you know, the vi- the visual cues are there by PTA. Like every if you watch the movie, you should always look out for when he has his hat and when he doesn't have his hat. Hat is a symbol of his dominance and power within the mm. within the movie, and you can see that he loses his hat like when um, when Paul enters. That's like he doesn't have his hat when he's talking to Paul. Mm-hmm. The, the Paul Sunday, yeah, and because Paul has the keys to the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. And then he puts on, and then uh, then he goes. With all the oil guys, he's always wearing his hat. And then when Henry shows up, he takes off his hat because he's vulnerable again. It's like, I finally found like, yeah. my brother. Mm-hmm. And then... The hat? Yeah, the hat is God the, damn, is the key, no to, the, hat, <laughs> key to, the, to the film, I, I think. It's, it's, really, a, wow. it's a great visual cue for his, uh, his power. So, he, at, so at the very end, he doesn't even have his hat on. He's that is interesting. Everything. Yeah. See, yeah. I was thinking of, from the, the idea of like at the beginning of the movie, he rescues this kid, right? Mm. And you think, oh, what a nice thing to do. He take the kid, but he's not really. He's, he's using kind of him just from using the it. first scene we see. Him yeah. With the so kid. to me, it's not like he. I guess I see what you, exactly what you're saying mm. now, but initially I'm thinking, oh, he was a bad guy. He did a bad thing for bad reasons, and he keeps doing <laughs> worse things. But he does do worse things. Well, he he conned himself yeah. because although his intention was what you stated. Yeah. He, just the very fact that the, one of my favorite scenes actually is like him on the train with the baby and the baby's like, you know, little HW is like trying to grab his uh, mustache. mustache. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can't, to me, the way that Daniel uh, Day-Lewis played that off, it's like he couldn't fake like not like yeah. liking this child. Yeah. You know. Well, and then and then the movie visually tells us mm-hmm. at the end, and I love that he put this in, like when... After he talks all that shit to his kid, he's walking away that we get that like inaudible scene Mm. of uh, him like playing with his kid. And remember, he has the hat. He has the fucking hat like H.W. is holding his hat. Oh, yeah. And he H.W. is like 
like here's your hat and he's like tricking him <laughs> well fuck so man, he's like trying to brilliant. it's like this is your control and i'm i'm holding it yeah and you're playing with me and you love me still without the hat yeah mm-hmm. but as soon as hw gives him the fucking hat he pushes him away and goes towards the derrick damn <laughs> That's yeah. what's so that's great tragic, about that, now that, you, uh, that Yeah, scene, now that you unlock you know? the hat yeah. thing, that yeah. scene isn't as... Because yeah. in my mm-hmm. head, I was like, that's his regret yeah. in his head. Like, in his mm-hmm. mind, that's him saying, like, like, like I part of me loves this kid, even though I just, like, fucking destroyed him. him. I mean, I can't... That's why I wanted to ask you yeah, guys. Yeah, I, like, I think part of him does. I mean, because there are those scenes mm-hmm. in the movie, like, vi- like, visually we're shown that, you know, he... At least PTA thinks he mm. does. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that he does care about the people that are around him and that he's responsible for. Mm-hmm. But I think he thinks he can treat everyone else on Earth like garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think I think he does have feelings for, for HW and for his assistant, who he treats relatively, like, positively. He's never, mm-hmm. like, yelling at him. Mm-hmm. Well, see, is that the, the, the more cynical viewpoint is that does he... Does he treat people nicely like Mary Sunday because he wants to feel something and that he's not completely inhuman? You know what? I I really love that little tiny arc. It's only an arc because like it's a line. It's two scenes pretty much. But when he finds out from HW that her dad beats him. Yeah. Beats oh, her. God. And then. Yeah. yeah, And then one of my favorite shots uh, also hitting. Yeah. Is. Uh is when uh, she runs by him and he stops her. Yeah. And he's like, he's not hitting you anymore, is is he? And then she's like, you know, no. He sits her down on his leg, right? Yeah, and he's like being real warm to her. And then he just turns around and fucking glares at the dad. Oh, that's Dude, so good. When it, when it and then the dad's that, just like, Ugh. She like gets up and runs away and then you see him there. And I'm that's like, right. wow. That's right. Dude, oh, that what shot's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just wanted to bring up like one last shot while we're still in this uh, segment. Uh it's the shot when HW comes home from the school mm-hmm. and that scene is taking place when they're finally after the church scene. So he just uh, did the uh, thing where he joined the church for uh, William Bandy or whatever. And so they're building the pipe and then like we open looking at the pipe and then in the background we see HW arrive mm. and then like walk up and hug his dad and just like, that's I, I got to shout out to my boy Spielberg here because uh, he loves to do that, too. Like he'll have like plot stuff going on in the foreground right. and then in the background uh, is like character stuff or he'll flip that back yeah. and forth. Like he always crams as much as he can into like a single scene. <clears throat> and that's definitely what PTA does in this movie, too. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, speaking of Spielberg, also like Kubrick, Kubrickian uh, symmetry. Oh, yeah. You know, with the symmetrical, with the uh, the bullying shot, which is amazing. You know, just having it, just creeping on there, and Mm -hmm. having the. uh, I was trying to figure out like why he decided to have the, why he decided to have the uh, the the smoking uh, the ashtray thing in the foreground. You you guys remember that? I don't know if I noticed that. This is in the bowling alley. Yeah, in the bowling alley, like between um, Daniel and uh, Eli. Uh, when the camera crosses, it has like the ashtray in the, mm. out of focus, and I'm like, "Well, why? Why is yeah? Why is that in there? That is you know? maybe one of the only little pieces of fire in the third act. Yeah, like, prob- and the fire's gone, baby. Yeah. It's There's all a lot gone. Of fire. Hey, there we go. 
There you go. That's probably it, right? <laughs> and uh, I mean, speaking of like how um, uh, it, it's 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 similar to what you brought up, Brent the uh, the far the far away uh, wide shot. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with like um, when Daniel first and Daniel and um, H W um, come to the Sunday Ranch. And it's a wide shot, and it's far away. Mm-hmm. And this is like just simple shit, but it's just it's cool because he first meets these people, so he doesn't know them, so that's why it's far away. And uh, PTA like slowly like uh, pushes in with the camera, mm-hmm. and it's because like they're talking more familiar. Like he's like, "Oh, you want some food? You want some bread?" Yeah. And it's like you see the relationship just mm-hmm. like kind of like I know I'm knowing this person you know yeah just like little things like that is like really cool to see yeah you know? and then yeah. stuff shots like that or, or the one I was talking about too are like things that sound easy and don't sound like a big yeah. deal but they they uh like help how you react to the scene and how you like perceive what's happening in it mm-hmm. uh they kind of like on a subconscious level I think so. And it's just a feast for your eyes. It just looks so cool. Yeah, oh God, absolutely. Everything going on and on so... about his shots. Dude. God damn it! God, y'all, like this whole too many. Movie, the whole movie. Did y'all catch the thing where Every like um, uh, Daniel Plainview is giving like a speech and it's like he's like in the in monologue. The light. He's yeah. like really lit up, and then it cuts yeah. to Eli and they're building that church, and he's all in shadows. Mm. Yeah, it's just like. So cool, right, yeah. like everything about it. Like there's so much to like geek over and just enjoy about this. Movie. And just the just the. Um, like complexity that it must have taken for the um, oil rig explosion, like that whole set, set piece. piece. Yeah. It's like from the beginning of it to when they first hit oil and then it explodes, and like then to when they blow it up to shut it down. It's like, as good as an fire. action movie, dude. There's no, that, it's that song the whole mm. time. That song never stops. That whole time where yeah. it's on fire, yeah. and like yeah. dude, when the sun sets and everything gets dark is like so mm. fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, this movie is like one of the best executed movies that exist. Like that has been made. Honestly, it's. Uh, it Reminds me of uh, Barry Lyndon. Yeah, I don't know if you got if you got any of that. Okay, stuff. yeah, I can see that. You know, yeah. Remind me a little, little bit about you know Con and little people. Linden. Little Lyndon. Little Lyndon. You know. <laughs> yeah, because it's like uh, Daniel Plainview is a con man, and he worked his way up to the riches. Except we didn't get the. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the downfall a little quick, and there will be blood. That's that's true. You know? I was just gonna say, like, where that movie is kind of a two act thing. Mm-hmm. This is an escalation. An escalation, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I can see that definitely in the symmetry too, and like the beauty of the shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. So I got some questions about. I wanted to ask you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk about uh, obviously like atheism and Christianity and capitalism right. all packaged into this film. Mm-hmm. And uh, I th- personally think that Daniel Plainview is like an Anne uh, Randian like mm-hmm. type character, mm-hmm. yeah. Who is uh, who will do nothing, who will who will stop at nothing to be on top, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. And the fact and Anne Rand was a was a was an atheist, so because there was no, there couldn't be a god. 
because you could conquer, you could conquer said God, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why she didn't believe in it. And then you have Daniel Plainview, who probably is an atheist, because remember how he was saying at the beginning with yeah. Paul, he's like, I love he, he all religions. Really reductive yeah. of yeah. religion. <laughs> I love yeah, all, the whole time. I've lo- I love all religions, mm-hmm. every kind. And it's just like he doesn't really give a shit. All kinds. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So what do you guys think about that whole, like, uh, dichotomy um, shown in this film? Uh... I mean, I, I think that something that I thought about pretty early on when I was watching this time is uh, this movie is America Origins. <laughs> like, th- this, really this, is, yeah. this movie is kind of like the origin for, like, modern America. Mm. It's, like, two of the hugest, uh, I don't even know what you, pillars of, like... Um, Dude, like, it really is fascinating, isn't it? Like, yeah. this whole, the movie's about, like, this guy who uses his words to convince people to let him mm-hmm. drill for oil. Yeah. Versus this guy who uses words to keep people desperate, to keep them convinced that he's yeah. a faith healer. And it's just really interesting to see these two guys yeah. use language in a certain way to battle over what really becomes like the future of California, <laughs> right? It's like yeah. capitalism mm-hmm. versus this religion and this church <clears throat> thing. And it's like, what's going to win? Yeah. And what I love too, uh, I think it's the scene when he first goes, not first goes, but he goes back to the church to get the land uh, with like William Bandy. And he sees you like after a long shot of like Paul Dano talking to his followers and everything, every time it shows Daniel Plainview after we see Paul Dano, you just see how fucking little respect he has for like what he does. And I think it's because he doesn't value his form of power. Like he looks at mm-hmm. like Paul Dano and he's like, "You do nothing for this." Dude, when he like goes you to talk visit to his these church people. the first time, and he yeah. like he's just like looking down on the followers. Well, let's like, see. That's yeah. that's part of why like I was always with Daniel. Yeah, I mean, like I I understand like Daniel's a a lot of yeah. shortcomings, but to me the 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 balance is asymmetrical. Like at least Daniel had done so much. Yeah, he's building his, schools, his yeah. building churches. Yeah. He's yeah. offering bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it is it more like maybe like internal destruction versus external? It's like Paul Dano is the type of guy who like ruins quote unquote. If you're mm. religious, I'm sorry, but like yeah. ruins these people's lives by like having them like feed into this lie, and then well, let me let me back things up with kind of like what what Nietzsche uh, right. his commentary on uh, Christianity. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm sorry, Christian listeners, but his commentary is that, you know, Christianity evolved into a empowerment of the weak and because the, you know, the upper class aristoc- aristocrats, not the aristocats, mm-hmm. I was going to say, but those guys, Good they had sex, done. money, power, you know, all that shit. Mm-hmm. And how do you defeat, how do you, how do you bring those people down? <clears throat> you can't beat them because they have all the money, right? They have power. So what do you do? You get them with guilt. You fucking get them with guilt. You say, you know, you, it's better to <laughs> be... where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's better to yeah. be a poor person, you know. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus didn't want yeah. much. Um, it's better to be in chastity. You're not having sex all the time. You know, like all those, like, um, all these tenets of Christianity is, is like a empowerment of the, the lower class. And it's almost counterintuitive because... It's it, it's really shown in this film because all of the people who are part of 
um, Eli's church, they don't give a shit about what's really happening mm-hmm. with their town. They don't care that's being sucked dry mm-hmm. or that Daniel is is uh, taking advantage of all of them. Yeah, they just care about the fucking church, yeah. and they and Daniel literally murders somebody. He murders somebody, and he says, "You it. you can atone for your sins. Yeah. Just get fucking baptized, <clears throat> dude." Yeah. So it's it's keeping them looking at the ground instead of like the horizon, pretty much. Like they're yeah, ignoring it, what's it's happening. Yeah, it's a Eli's oppressing them. He's mm-hmm. oppressing them, and he's he gained. He even used the money that Daniel owed him. Owed him for the, he said, I'm using it for the fucking church. No, he, he goes out of town with the money and decides to open up a, a radio, you know, service yeah. for his, uh, to spread his congregation. And it's like, yeah. he's trying to make money. Eli yeah, is, sure. is, to me at least, at least like Daniel is a little bit more, I don't know, explicit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's really, yeah, Daniel yeah. is a liar, but he mm. lies to everyone. He knows exactly who he is. Mm-hmm. And Eli's a liar, lies to everyone, to himself, yeah. but he lies to himself, and he yeah. doesn't really admit it to the end. Yeah, they're they're like two sides of the same coin yeah. in a way. Like, and what I love is that the other one uh, causes them to um, display their like vulnerabilities. Like, uh, right, uh, Paul. That's his name, right? Not just the actor's name. Uh, his name is no, Paul is his brother. Paul Eli. Is a, you're right. Oh, Eli, my bad. Yeah, Paul Dano Eli, and Paul. Yeah, Sunday I'm and confused yeah. as fuck. Uh, <laughs> Eli exposes uh, Daniel Plainview's guilt over like giving his son away, mm-hmm. and then at the end is when uh, Plainview more or less exposes yeah. him as a fraud. You know, because yeah. because he he basically oh, says man. like get like like basically how do I fucking he, work he this? says like admit that you're a false prophet and that God's a superstition yeah and I'm gonna I'll give you your money mm. See, like I'll thing. give you money if you say your whole life's a lie that's the yeah. um, the, the message of this whole it. movie yeah, right exactly. is like it's like money versus religion and like what's gonna win and overall the fake. message <laughs> of the, the movie is is like no religion loses because even at the end this guy sacrifices his faith and his religion yeah. for money yeah like yeah, like yeah. Uh, Daniel literally yeah. beats God at yeah. the end he like takes a bowling yeah. pin but, and kills yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. And I love he beats too God. that it even goes a step further mm-hmm. and says, but winning and all the money in the world will make you miserable. Mm. Yeah. So both of these paths. Well, it's like, how do you, extremes it, are, is it saying that to be God, you have to be like, dude, you're miserable. Yeah. He was miserable the whole time. He just wanted to get this house. so He could be by himself. I think it's hilarious. I don't think he was mis- miserable. All the time. I don't know. I think I think he was happy in his like acquiring money no, and power. His, he loved the process. Remember, remember that's his line. He's like when he's talking to uh, to Standard Oil, and he's like, "We're going to give you a million dollars." Then he's like, "What would, well, I, what, do? What would I do?" Yeah, yeah. like he, he literally like didn't even know like, like what to do with the boy, and then he threatens. Oh god, that seems so fucking good. Oh, yeah, yeah. your house, yeah. slit your throat. Did y'all think it was like ironic? That like as soon as he's done beating him with that bowling pin, it's like the peppiest music in the entire movie comes on. It, like, it rhymes with the uh, scene with the the Derek opening. Do you remember that? No. When uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that part where because like okay, so to set up, uh, remember how Eli was like, "You're going to say my name," like he says, "You're going to yeah. say my name," because he's trying to control Daniel. And uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. You're gonna say my name. We're gonna we're gonna bless the well, 
And then obviously Daniel <laughs> does yeah, some some him. very petty but badass yeah. move where he's like, nah, fuck, yeah, fuck this fuck guy. Up. Yeah. And then when the Derek opens up, when HW pulls a lever, you know, you hear the music. Dun, 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 dun. That's right. Yeah. And like, that was the first time, that was the first bat, that's, that's, mm. that was a baptism of oil. And then uh, for, for, little, for little Eli, and then you follow it up at the end where he gets beaten yeah. on the head. And the last baptism of the movie, mm-hmm. and then you hear the song. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun. So it's that, it's I love that kind of again. like symmetry that he does with that music. Yeah, and and I always read it as humorous. Like it's yeah. it's kind of like darkly funny. I'm finished. What does he say? I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm finished. <laughs> then they hold on him for a while. <laughs> God, let's talk about historical context a bit uh, because I want to talk about. Okay, so the first time I saw this. Uh, I was probably thinking about 16. Yeah. Didn't like it because I'm 16 of course and I didn't did. know shit. Um, and yeah, I remember I went to, cause I was like, I was getting into movies at the time and I was like, I'd like go to the movies like by myself sometimes. So I just wanted to see a movie that people were saying was really good. And I, I remember being in the theater watching this movie and just being bored out of my fucking mind, honestly. <laughs> and it's so interesting yeah. But just like with age and with knowledge of of movies, yeah, like you're saying that in changes. context, yeah, yeah. But Speaking like when of, this movie ended, man, I mm. didn't care about that final scene. I like wanted it to be over. I was like, I was like, I don't get it. And what's interesting is that uh, No Country for Old Men came out the same year. Mm-hmm. Loved that, oddly enough. Um, and then that is some playing. dope ass execution scenes. That's, that's why that's true. But even <laughs> no, you know, even thinking about that movie. Like the ending, I was like, "What? What?" Happened? I didn't get I the ending when I was. I, a kid, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. <laughs> but overall, I liked it more. And then it won Best Picture, which thinking about it now is tough. Man, It's really tough because that movie's know, a masterpiece no, no, too. Yeah, it is. You can't. What a know. year, man! Which fuck. one won? No, uh, no Country for Old Men won over this, oh, but Daniel Day Lewis won Best Actor, which he definitely deserved. Absolutely, yeah, he definitely deserved it. Um, historical context. Uh, 2007. I think of the other movies that Paul Thomas Anderson had put out pr- prior to this. Mm-hmm. I felt like this was like a complete change for him, right? Like, yeah. there's a lot of like just comedies and like... I'm I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, this is his transition into... Breakthrough film. I, yeah, I it's, like, it's like his first, depending on who you ask, uh, I guess, masterpiece... But, yeah, it's also just, like, a totally different movie for him. All of his prior movies have a lot more humor. Yeah. Uh, most of them are ensemble movies. Mm. Um, Philip C. Hoffman's always in it. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> Man, um, I miss Philip C. Hoffman in this one. Yeah. Oh, boy. This is, like, his only movie without him. Well, yeah. well no. no. All of his post yeah. postpartum. Not postpartum. Postpartum? postpartum? <laughs> He's postpartum. pregnant? <laughs> I didn't know he was pregnant. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think of. Because I don't know. I don't. Has it been long enough to where there's a real historical? Because I can't think of like world well, events really. I just think of other well, movies and types of movies. Just like, what, what was up with Brian in 2007? Were we working at? I wasn't working at Palladium yet. I you might have been. I might have been at <laughs> HEB still. Uh, okay. Another two years at HEB. <laughs> I mean, the easiest one I think is it's 2007. Um, six years after nine eleven. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we the... were deep into the oh, Iraq War. Yeah, and why true. were we in Iraq? Oil. I get that oil, fam. Gotta get you know that's that interesting. Yeah, oil. And what did people 
rally behind when they wanted to go to war. Patriotism, mm. right? Mm. Being a good Christian and all that shit. The government, the government was Daniel Plainview. Yeah, and uh, they they conned America to go to war mm-hmm. in Iraq. <laughs> And wow, I think that's dude, that's really yeah. kind of like what dude, um, they drank all of our fucking milkshakes, dude. Yeah, yeah they drank all our milkshakes. Went to fucking we, we Iraq. drank his milkshakes. Well, we got a really long straw and drank all our <laughs> Iraqi oil <laughs> milkshakes over there. Yeah, you know that's fascinating, man. So because it's because Daniel, I mean, uh, PTA read the book um, yeah. Oil, oil yeah. by Upton Sinclair, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the guy who um, did the, did the, the jungle. The jungle. Mm-hmm. Did what? Was it the meat the meat factories? No. Yeah, the jungle. Oh, I thing. thought you said the B movie for no. a second. I was like, <laughs> you did not do Jerry Sinclair. Upton Sinclair, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some old some dead journalist. God, but yeah. So great. Um I was again. Oh. I mean like I don't I think that's pretty because he was approached by someone I forgot. Some journalist like reached out to PTA and wanted someone to adapt oil into Ooh. um a movie and so mm-hmm. PTA read oil and he um adopted only the first 120 pages or something like that mm-hmm. and so it's like loosely based it's on the, the base, novel yeah. i mean like i was reading like the synopsis of oil and i was like this is not yeah. anything to it doesn't do seem with. that's de- it's it's his first movie that's not based on an original thing right i would say like the Rolly blaze absolutely original in the sense that like it's so far from like oil it was just more of like it's like a collaboration sort of thing like you he got inspired by the book and and then credited it mm, appropriately yeah credited appropriately so it's like i don't know what what do you call that it's like when you listen to music of some other band and you say, I got, I listen to this stuff yeah. and it helped me make like this inspired song. by yeah, inspired. Upton Sinclair's yeah. oil. Yeah. Pretty much yeah. in that sense. But yeah, I mean, oil, I mean, that's, that was what was yeah. pertinent in the two thousands, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think that definitely had to be, uh, one of the underlying like reasons he made it probably, especially making it like a horror movie. I didn't realize that he wanted to do that. You know, I want to see him do like a straight out like horror movie. I would fucking love to see that. I hope he does that at some point. I think all his movies can be <laughs> in the horror um, genre. You know what that can uh, pivot us into is SIG moves. Well, do we... Six, six, six moves. signature moves. Shots now? Oh, it is, huh? Yeah, I don't know any of his signature moves anyways. I wouldn't be able to... Well, <laughs> I just wanted to say, uh, speaking of the horror thing, uh, violence in his movies is always very blunt and Oh, God, it hits you so hard. Yeah, dude, when yeah. he holds Henry's head down, like, and then he's like, oh, and then you're like, yeah. oh, is that like... What kind of gun was that? Was that it was just like a kind of a small, normal gun? Yep. And then it just like bleeds out and dies. You're like, dude, Jesus Christ. And all the all yeah. the times the bits like hit people in the head, yeah. dude. I like cringe every time yeah, I see so that. Sad. Oh, yeah, so, dude. So bad. Yeah, mm. fucking brutal. Yeah, when they fall on the guy. Mm. Yeah, so violence is yeah. one. Violence is, <laughs> is a signature. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, masculinity exploration. Yes. That's a signature move by... Mm-hmm. PTA. He's always kept questioning what it is to be a man. And uh, Daniel Daniel Plainview is the quintessential masculine Western American boy. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And what are the actual consequences of being that masculine hero? Yeah. And it's like a very like early American. Well, yeah. Western. Mm -hmm. I guess that kind of covers it. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is a examination of masculinity for sure. Mm -hmm. Something I doesn't like every movie. I think I feel like uh, doesn't he also like just kind of explore success and how it like affects people. That's so I, really good. That's a I good point. I think about yeah, uh, Boogie yeah. Nights, where it's like, what did that character have to pay for success in the industry? It destroyed him. Yeah. Oh. 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 <laughs> success destroyed. Same with Phantom Threat, huh? Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem to it have destroyed, destroyed his relationships. Uh, PTA yet. I mean, I guess it. <laughs> it I mean, shout out to PTA. Yeah. Hope you and Maya are doing great. You're doing all right. Um, <laughs> shit, man. Yeah. Any other SIG moves? I know a couple oh, of trivia pieces. Dude, yeah. Go for it. All right. So I read that uh, Paul Dano was originally cast as Paul. And then like three days before yeah. they were going to start shooting Eli scenes, PTA was like, you should be Eli too. Oh. <laughs> and then just rewrote yeah. it to where they were twins. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, actually, that's actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you guys. Why did they, why did he decide to do twins? With uh, Well, I guess it's that, right? Ooh. I mean, just because of how what he liked the performance. Well, I guess obviously, uh, yeah, I guess otherwise. I mean, Paul's scene what, was dude. so short. Yeah, he had, I was in one scene. Watching this again, I still wasn't sure. I don't. Rem- I didn't remember whether that was the same character pretending to be a. Brother. That's what he was saying too. Yeah, and I right? found that interesting because it, that that scene where he comes and he drops off firewood and says like, "We'll bring you dinner." And it's like that's kind of him just pretending. Like, are we still playing this game? Or you? Th- yeah, the, the first. Yeah. <laughs> like when yeah. I first saw this movie, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. but then it's revealed at the end, yeah. where he's like, "I, your brother fucked you. Yeah, I bought your brother's stuff or whatever." I think that well, the family references yeah. the brother too, and then yeah. like when Eli yeah. comes out yeah. to give them firewood and stuff. I love that. There's that scene where. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis is kind of like looking at him for a second, yeah. <laughs> and then like, and before he like talks, uh, and he's like he, he sees it in his eyes that mm. he doesn't recognize me, yeah. and yeah. But it is an interesting choice. Really I mean, I guess it's because that guy dropped out, right? That they did twins. Isn't I don't know that? if it's because the guy dropped out or because he really liked uh, Paul Dano. Oh, yeah. Paul you Dano think it, it was a, a false Dude. prophet sort of thing <laughs> <laughs> to be able to you play know? opposite of Daniel Day Lewis with three days' notice mm. of like. Dude, be. Paul Dano's, yeah. yeah. You know what I was surprised so about? Tarantino good. was like, you know, Paul Dano was all right. Like, he's good, but like, <laughs> against like Daniel Day Well, that's D. when, yeah, when you're putting like, anybody off, up dude. against Daniel Day Lewis, like, Tom like, Hanks looks like garbage <laughs> compared to him in this movie. Like, oh, yeah, Jesus. this was like Tarantino, calm the fuck down. Yeah, like, chill out. Paul Dano Paul did a great, great job. Yeah. He did a, a really good job playing an evangelical priest of the third revelation. Yeah. I think it was like false prophet thing. Like you have like the, uh, uh, you know, the false, uh, false shepherd, you know, Mm -hmm. the one that leads lambs and it's like trying to, was, was Paul the, the actual, like the shepherd or was Eli the false, was Eli the false false shepherd, you know? Like what he says at the end pretty Mm -hmm. much. Yeah. I mean, I guess that, that ties into them being twins too. Like you Mm. just followed the afterbirth Mm -hmm. and, um, slither out of your mother's filth. 
Was that in the movie? Did that, did he say yeah, that? Yeah, no, that's like I missed the, that. Yeah, it was pretty. He like he fucking destroyed nasty, Eli. Dude. It was great. God, he gets fucking. He's so like broken and destroyed yeah. at the end of the movie yeah. that like he's just taking the way I read it is like he's weaponizing his fucking sadness and loneliness like towards yeah. people like his son. Yeah, yeah, it's like just him projecting like all of that shit because he even mentions that in the movie that he lets that build up inside of him. Like he mentions mm-hmm. that on the firewood or fire scene where he's talking to his brother yeah. about how like I, sometimes I don't see anything in people like I just see that seems so yeah. good. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that scene. That's the best scene. Cause the first That's, time I was, yeah. I was watching that today thinking, does he know this isn't his brother? Like you can kind of read it that way where he's like, I'm a con man. This guy's a con man. I'm just gonna be honest with this guy because he's he's one of my kind. But mm-hmm. no, like after the movie, I think that's realized, when he yeah he yeah. didn't realize it yet. Yeah. I think maybe he yet. had doubt, but we yeah. don't see enough in the movie to yeah. There's so many ways individual scenes can be interpreted so like mm. many yeah. different ways as a whole. The movie has its own story, but yeah, I mean that's why that's scene. one of the great things about yeah. the like less is more approach yeah. to the way that uh, PTA maybe that's that's like the turning point now. Like the, this movie for PTA is like he does a less is more approach and because so that's what he does in the master. You with, uh, with dialogue. Yeah, with huge exception to Inherent Vice. But every <laughs> other movie is like very minimal um, after, yeah, with this movie included. Mm-hmm. You know, but, and beforehand, there's a lot of characters. And if there's not, then there's Adam Sandler being goofy and, you know. Hey, so yeah. what do you guys think HW stands for? Um, Horton. Horton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry Windbag Plainview. Harry Windbag. Yeah. Was it named after some famous oil? I guy? don't know. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, you're just, you're just no, I, I was watching the Wisecrack video for it. And, oh, I uh, need to check that out. He, he, said, uh, he said human worker. And I was like, is that a joke? But it also makes oh, a lot of sense. God, human, human worker. <laughs> And then I thought, because uh, Tilford, the uh, Standard Oil guy, his name was H.M., H.M. Tilford. I was like, yeah. well, what the fuck? Why H.W. and then H.M.? Like, it's just an inverted W. And I was like, well, what, what kind of, what, what, what's, that's yeah. intentional. That's not like. I, get, I don't, I guess. I don't. I don't know enough to make a conclusion Yeah, there. I'm not sure, man. Well, it, because H.M. Tilford was the guy who comments on the raising of his child, H.W., yeah. And so there's like a kind of like a, a symmetry there that I haven't fully explored yeah. yet. See, I wonder if that's like a holdover from the book or if like those are historical names or if that's just a coincidence. So like, is every, is it, I don't know. Nothing's by accident. Yeah. I think like, yeah. uh, um, I was thinking, you know, working off the human worker thing, I thought he was just human manager since he's at the, <laughs> he's at the top. He's Tilford at the top. Yeah. I'll just, yeah. I'll just think that every time I, I see it now. Yeah. It's good. As good of a reason as any HW hmm. Herbert Walker. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think <laughs> of, um, what, uh, struggle and adversity? Like, does that warrant, does that warrant his behavior? Does that make sense of his behavior on why he does the things that he does? Uh, I'm a, I mean, no, I, th- I think it's uh, and that's kind of part of the reason why I asked like to you earlier, like why you're on his side until the end. It's because what he is, at least in the movie, we're not shown too much of his positive influence on the world around mm-hmm. him. 
And maybe if we were, I guess, then I'd feel a little because like in the in the movie, he's doing so much uh, like cutthroat shit to get mm. ahead and to uh, take down his competition and stuff um, that. No, I, I don't think his his um, like impact warrants that behavior, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think so. I don't know. I do think so. Mm hmm. I think that that's completely what makes you care about the character is the sacrifices that he's willing to make. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that's an interesting way of the, the, about the, it. Uh, he, he, like, he's, he's got his broken leg. He's going to drag himself back. and You know that's hard, and you respect him for accomplishing that. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get humiliated in the church, and he's going to get baptized and admit all these bad he things. He did that? Yeah, just so he can get that fucking yeah. pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> just to get what he wanted, dude. He sacrificed, and he went through that. And it, mm-hmm. it's kind of just like, you're like, hell yeah, like... This guy's like an Ubermensch, like literally. He's an Ubermensch, like, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's going to do whatever he wants to get what he needs. Yeah. Uh-huh. At the at the cost of what? His humanity? Yeah. I guess I guess when he is doing, when he's destroying himself mm-hmm. for his own gain, I don't care. I'm like, go for it. Right. You do you. Yeah. But like when he is like destroying the lives of other people, uh, but like, that's when I'm like, I, I, I don't care what he's doing. His view on life has got to be so chaotic because people are just... Dying left and right around. He's like down in that hole, and something falls, and it kills one mm. guy. Like if he had been two feet to the like, if they had been yeah. switched, like there's chance in it. Like mm. everything's up to chance. This guy must feel like just everything's chaos. And he's beating God constantly. Yeah, yeah. He's beating well, and God then constantly. yeah, and like to play my own devil's advocate on a mm. macro scale, it's like are those type of people like do we is our America today because of guys like Steve him? Jobs, and you have dog. to say yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, like Steve Jobs He's by all accounts was a piece China, of shit. Yeah. If you like, think about it guy. in a um, anthropological sort of way, mm-hmm. you, you think about like how America was discovered by, well, not discovered. I mean, populated by people who were insane, <laughs> people who were like, or insane or badass, whatever yeah. way you want to look at it. Yeah, you go, you go to this fucking desolate place that's cold as fuck. You have the promise you, of nothing there. You have the promise yeah. of nothing, and yet you go there and you still do it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not. I don't want to yeah. b- breach on like you know genetics or environment, <laughs> but it's just like but is these, that, this kind of a yeah. thing like expanded and made America what it is like this ad- right. adversity thing. You know, even even that though was in response to a like power regime that they were trying to escape by and large though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were like trying to get away from something. It's like, I don't know. It was, you know what I'm from saying? From religion. Like, yeah. You're yeah. Like the pilgrims. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I see, I see what you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying like the culture was spawned from these people who yeah. face extreme adversity. Yeah, you know? for sure. No, but that's definitely a, a good line to draw mm-hmm. like with, Daniel Plainview. So it's like, it's like where, like, would we be where we are today without people like that? No. Like, yeah. I think that's the only answer you can give is like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. You know? And but, he was willing to sacrifice it all just so you can get that oil, oil going to help out the economy. Yeah. So, Ann Rand, you were right all along. No. <laughs> God. God. <sighs> no, I think, honestly, with Ann Rand thing, like, I don't believe her philosophy is great for like macro mm-hmm. economics, but like on an individual level, like I get it. Like, you know, be yeah. the best person you can be. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Do feel that. All right. Um, is Anne Rand even a female? 
She's yeah. A, is it? No, I didn't know that until. Yeah, yeah she is. I, I didn't know that until like very recently. I had actually. always thought that it was Ayn Rand or Ayn. R- I don't know which way it is, honestly. And then yeah, I, I always thought it was like, Ayn Rand. Yeah. Wow. Did She's like Russian. Masculine characters, really uh, interesting ways. Yeah, <laughs> it is really fascinating. Someone. I've never looked yeah. into that at all about like Ayn Rand yeah. and like how she became, how she be- like. Uh, I don't know. Like, came well, to she the came police? from com- communist, communist Russia. Yeah. That's why. Oh, okay. And came to America, and obviously, seeing the the difference yeah. between you know mm-hmm. the totalitarian regime, yeah. and then succeeding in America. Obviously, her, you know, like this she would America. be like filtered yeah. through, Dude. you know, bright lights, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, who else in history is one of these fucking characters, dude? Like, I feel I, Steve Jobs is the one that comes to mind. No, Steve Jobs is, a, like, is a really good example because um, he, like, by and large, never donated any of his money to charity. He was like a piece of shit to yeah. his kids. He was mean to people. It's like he, he's a very good analog, I think, but he didn't like have to do, he didn't mm-hmm. have to kill people, didn't which is what. Plain but view. he did kill people. He killed Chinese people. <laughs> well, he killed himself because he's a dumbass yeah. anti-vaxxer. Fruit. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Can't eat that much fruit, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Jobs, bad person. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening. But that, that, uh, it's his the thing, family is like, does it take that level of insanity to break through and succeed? I don't think it takes that, but I think there's one way. I, th- I, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I don't think it's mutually exclusive. Yeah. I think that you can become very, very successful yeah. using that method, and I think Steve Jobs, Plainview did. But you, I don't think you have. I'm mean, look at Bill Gates. You know, like one of the but most he, successful. Yeah, didn't he fuck mm-hmm. over somebody? He fucked over the guy who like invented um, Windows or something, didn't he? Didn't he like was, like? Didn't he like? We're infringing on what no. I even know okay. now, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. But I mean, the guy fucking donates billions, man, to like charities yeah, and I know. stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, these days. But but I mean, yeah, he probably did sketchy shit. You know, I think but, it's you still require a level yeah. of insanity. Like, yeah. whether or not you are nice about it, I think I you know. still require the whole like, mm. you know, looking at God and knowing that you can you can beat whatever your fate holds. Dude, there's you know? no such thing as insanity though. Do everybody's insane. Right? Is it insanity like, or is it confidence? Like, like it, it has, I feel like it has a lot of different names. I think it's, I think it's a, a bit of insanity in the sense that like, it's you, not logical. You know that you're better than what your environment is, um, is providing that you're not bespoken to the, your fate sort of thing. Yeah. You know, and you have to like no matter what happens, like you'll fail like a a billion times, but you still keep going, and you, that's kind of like insanity. Yeah, if you keep yeah. failing and you keep doing it over and over again. Well, yeah, that's the definition, like, right? Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. but they succeed only just once, and then <laughs> you know that's the key. Yeah. So I think it yeah. it's uh, that's what's cool about PT is that he explores these ideas that because like I feel like in America it's always like succeed 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 and. PTA shows a light to like the reality to what it takes to succeed in the, in the, um, the bottom of the iceberg that we never see of successful people on top. Yeah. You know, he's really interested. I'm thinking about it now. He's really interested in like America, like Americans. Cause like, Mm -hmm. this is such a, like an American movie. So is, uh, the master, like for sure. Boogie nights. Mm -hmm. Fuck man. 
Not Phantom yeah. Thread, I don't think. Dude. Yeah, that's England. That's fa- that's a whole other thing. I watched an interview where uh, Daniel Day-Lewis was talking mm-hmm. as his own voice, yeah. and it blew my mind. Dude, it's crazy, it's weird, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Phantom Thread? Not yet. It's probably, I would imagine it's like yeah. just like Phantom Thread, because that's how it's we... It's the only yeah. Oscar movie that ha- I haven't seen at Redbox yet. I'm just waiting for it to like... I think it might be there now. It, it should there. be there now. Yeah. Right on. Well, well, I got check, on, check I on the Blu-ray, app, yeah. so. and then you can like lock it down at a location yeah. and just go there. Just give them your digital code. Say it right now on the podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, you have you didn't use it? No. Okay, I'll just give it to you. But say it right it. now, like on the podcast. <laughs> I didn't even know where it is. I'll have to find it. I'll just give you that so you can watch it. Yeah. Hell yeah. But, thank uh, you. Yeah, what we got what we got up next, man. Um what do we have? Up oh next? boy. Bum, bum, is bum. This, y'all both knew? What's this is the know? this is the part where we we we're, make we're talk about physically. No. <laughs> <laughs> we beat you on the head with a bowling. Yeah. Uh, what would Tarantino oh, yeah, do? Yeah. Fuck man. Uh, Dude, fuck up. man. Okay, put it out of order. I'm gonna use. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna use not Django for the template of this, but Hateful Eight in terms of tone. I feel like it'd be something similar to that. It'd be a lot more fun. Uh, to sit through, even though I mean, the, even though there will be blood, is a I don't know if it's a fun movie. That's a conversation for another time. It's a fun movie. <laughs> but, I, there's a lot of great dialogue. That's hilarious. that's true. Um, oh man, I feel like Tarantino would have a lot of fun making his version of this. Uh, it would show Daniel Plainview as a cowboy, and he would <laughs> he would shoot his way to the top of the oil industry. Yeah. And it'd be a lot more stylized mm. and really amped up. Like Paul Dano's church followers would be like um, extremists, extreme even. I feel like, like yeah, West, be, West Baptist or Westboro ex- Baptist oh, Church. That's it right there. Yeah. That's totally it. And they talk about how much they hate the gays and the, and the blacks and yeah, they would use a the N word. <laughs> yeah, they use the N word a lot. That's one of them for yeah. sure. Quentin yeah. Tarantino uh, would have been in it saying the N word himself. Oh, and then yeah. at the end of the movie, mm. Daniel Plainview would kill uh Eli like not like he does in this but mm. there'd be like a violent shootout where mm. he would kill some of his church followers too mm. like they attack him cuz he somehow turns everything into like then, an action well movie Eli would team away. up with Standard Oil and there oh, would be like shit. like <laughs> cuz Standard Oil wants to buy up all the land yeah. And Daniel Day-Lewis or Daniel Plainview was like, nope, I got to kill my way dude, through to get to the top. Here's the thing, Hell dude. Yeah. They're, in the, they're in the church <laughs> at the end fighting everybody. And yeah. just like halfway through the movie, you find out that he actually is Dracula. And like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like uh, yeah, yeah. That's still done. Hell that's yeah. Still, <laughs> he like turns into a vampire Oh, movie. that's amazing. And he like, really he good. kills everybody <laughs> yeah. via sucking their blood. Okay. He drinks all their milkshakes. I up. don't think we can, I don't think we can even, <laughs> pr- no, at the end of the movie, uh, we see a shot where his hand is right in front of the camera and then out of frame. Sliding into his hand, fucking milkshake credits. Hell yeah, that's a good Tarantino. Where's our paycheck, Chief? You know, you want to remake this movie. Um, so okay, uh, all right, uh, it's gonna be vampires, and uh, all right, uh, all right, I see it's kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's gonna get any better from that, but what I do want to mention is uh, the casting updates mm. on uh, fucking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
Uh, it's getting pretty wild, guys. He just a cast. Wild. It's getting fun. Everybody in Hollywood is going to be in this fucking movie eventually. Nice. He just cast James Marsden from Westworld. Um, do you hear about that one, Adam? No, I didn't hear about that one. He's going to be in it. Al Pacino's going to be in it. Oh, man, I'm already out. Al Pacino is one of my least favorite actors. You know, he's... <laughs> I don't... I, oh, after, you after, like after cocaine, a, Al Pacino. After Dunkachino, I can't take him seriously. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Um, that Adam Sandler The movie. Click movie or whatever, whatever no, Adam Sandler... Uh, it's the, uh, the Jack and Jill movie. Yeah. Oh, I heard that was like... Unironically, one of his best performances. Though, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna have to watch this. I no, heard I'm it's kidding. legit. As side tracking, I was just making yeah. fun of Al Pacino's career Uh-oh. choice, but oh, baby, I've done a lot of coke. <laughs> Dude, he was so coked out the entire time of Heat. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, the whole filming of Heat, he was blown out of his mind. I recently um, watched Heat. That movie was good. Dude, he yeah. is so... The fucking shootout's amazing. God damn it. We have to do Michael Mann at some point. We, we have, to have to take off his pants and do them. It's on <sighs> Netflix right now, if y'all listening to this. Yeah, we watched it like a couple weeks also, ago. Also, uh, There Will Be Blood is on Amazon Prime, if you guys are subscribed to that. It's a good place to watch it. For sure. Yeah, um, not a sponsor. I guess. I, well, do we <laughs> well, still have that Amazon is. thing? Yeah, I think I don't think we've sold a single oh. thing. They well, might have deactivated it by now. <laughs> they, they just shut us <laughs> down. They shut our <laughs> website <laughs> down. They have the power to do Here's that. Here's Amazon. You should go check it out <laughs> if you want. Oh man. Hey, uh, Hero. What's it? I can't pronounce his name. M. Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. Oh yeah, he's in. Uh, and apparently he like beat up yeah, like a producer up, or something. Yeah, he girl? beat up a couple of women, dude. Apparently, <laughs> I think Tarantino at this point's like, who gives a fuck? I'm already my name's already in dirt. Might as well just get. No, all these I have a bags. feeling they might like. They might take him out. Really? Yeah, oh wait, like, was it because he had done some? He had done a shitty thing before Tarantino cast him. Yeah, he did. He he was arrested. He got a misdemeanor for being up. Pro, a yeah. producer woman um, at a at a bar. What a fucking wild ago, person, dude! Who yeah. fucking does that? He yeah. went to jail for like a, I don't know a while. A while. <sighs> Come on, and speed like, racer! What the fuck? And that and that's why he was like out of movies for a while because he's trying to lay low. Lay low. And that was before the Me the Too. The Me boot. Too snuck up and bit him <laughs> on the ass. <laughs> because you get if you get uh, casted for one of the biggest directors in Hollywood, yeah. you know you're fucking the laser Target, sights yeah. are on you. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, anyway, the cast is looking nuts. Yeah, looks nice. Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. uh, fucking DiCaprio already. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so Margot Robbie. this yeah. is the movie that he's making about the Manson family? It's around events that yeah. are, yeah. Okay. Sounds like an ensemble uh, film that's generally about 1970s? 1969. 1969. It's, yeah, dude, right. that, that time in L.A., was super fascinating. Wild Wild West. And that's yeah, why it's dude. called Once Upon a Time. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be so interesting to see how he portrays it. Yeah, because that's just a wild time in, like, in film, in Hollywood. And then, like, it's so fascinating how so much so much of that being shut down was, like, right when the Manson family mm. murders happened. And then 1970 hit. And, like, that was, like, the hangover of the 60s. And like, so it's going to be interesting that he's going to make a movie around that that like, transition. Yeah, it's going to be cool. To see. Well, I mean, because of his whole like Western fetish, and that's when like Western started like dwindling down, mm. not yeah. to be as uh, well. It's about a Western actor and his body double. Like mm. that's the that's the guys playing mm. the 
Brad Pitt and whatever. Well, uh, Burt Reynolds' character is the guy who owned the ranch that they shot Westerns on. That's right, yeah. And that's where they did the Manson. There was Manson murders on his ranch or something like that. Yeah, he was the owner who was kind of like oblivious to the... Mm -hmm. There's a really good podcast. I think I've plugged it before, but uh, you... Jesus Christ, I forgot it. Mm-hmm. It's by Karina Longworth. Uh, go look it up. It's really good. Uh-huh. Um, you must remember this. There it is. That's the name of the podcast. Go check it out. Mm. Cool. So there, is there anything else you guys were... Um, any 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 discussion topics? Any questions you had about the Rolly Blood? Or are you guys ready to to, to get on out of here? Put a bow on it? Um, yeah. I mean... Yeah, no, I think that's about it. I mean, do you want to give us your final thoughts, Brian? Kind of your summation yeah, of what you thought? Uh, I would encourage everyone to watch this movie. Everyone over the age of 17, maybe. Let's push that a little maybe bit. Maybe a little like lower, it. 16, 15. Push like, that just down like, or push it up? up. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, be in college yeah, when you, you watch you this movie. You want to be in the right mindset where you're like ready to sit down for two and a half hours and like be like fascinated by something i don't know it's a great movie everyone should go watch it there's mm. trains in it that uh, um, there's trains <laughs> in it there's oil there's you fire like trains. um yeah. it's a pretty good movie <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i mean this is uh I mean, do you, you want to go first or? I, I mean i i can it doesn't matter yeah go for it yeah i um i absolutely love this movie this movie's uh in my top 10 of all time ever list this, I mean, uh, I've watched this film maybe like five, six times. I don't know, but a lot of times. I even watched it twice before we did this podcast. And um, I really think this is a masterpiece and will go down as one of the best films of the 21st century. It's really PTA's breakthrough film. Um, although I like Boogie Nights a lot, I think that this is his like his budding into like mature Mm -hmm. directing, you know, just Mm -hmm. how much is packaged in all of his shots and how every time I watch this film, I can unlock a new little thing that I saw and you can, you connect the dots so much more Mm -hmm. and there's just so many, it's like almost hard to keep track of how many different themes are all like, are all nested and fit perfectly into the film. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know how he was able to um, wrangle all of all That's that characterization, yeah. all mm-hmm. those themes, all into a nice, a nice package. That's also beautiful at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it compares to Pulp Fiction. <sighs> oh, the best of already comparing best of the best. Um, huh? It's hard. <laughs> or they're two. Di- they're doing two different things. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I I could watch both of them endlessly. I'll say yeah. that you know. But yeah, the Roby Blood. If you haven't seen it, don't even bother seeing it. Oh, no. <laughs> because you. It's if you haven't late. seen it now, it's too late. <laughs> you can't. You're not allowed to enjoy this film anymore. <laughs> But yeah, you should. I mean, I don't even know how they could survive. I say this on every single podcast. I don't know how anyone could survive this entire podcast that have not seen like yeah the movies. <laughs> like, like yeah. I don't know what they were talking about the whole time, but I sure liked the voices. And he told me to watch the movie at the end. <laughs> yeah, they just put us on like while they're at work, like barely even like listening. 
<laughs> to what we're saying. As they're digging for oil. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, this movie is an American masterpiece, and uh, keyword in that being American. I think that like it is this interesting origin of two huge aspects of American culture. Well, society, not even just culture, just America, like business, capitalism, and religion, two humongous things in America. And, and individualism, it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it like breaks those down and shows you the flaws in those people. Um, and it's it's done with like some of the best performances in like a fucking any movie like of all time, I'd say, with like some of the best cinematography mm. of all time. Uh, it's so, even though it's like over two and a half hours, it's incredibly efficient. Like there's not Mm. anything wasted. Uh, everything feels like it has purpose. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of the, it's one of like the best movies of all time. Honestly, I don't know if I would put it on like my personal list, Mm. but I can objectively say that it's absolutely one of the best movies like of all time. Your personal list must suck bowels. Yeah, well, my personal list is all Fargo. Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, right? yeah. With it's, Kevin James. It's, it's, it's Kevin AIDS. James filmography. <laughs> this might be 11. I don't know. <laughs> well, um, but, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Can we just talk real quick about Daniel Day-Lewis? Because I don't think we really... Oh, yeah. <laughs> By how good he was? Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. just a a brief like appreciation of like how he's like the greatest of all time. Uh, this movie yeah. was like the, the goat, like showed me what good actors could actually accomplish. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like every line he like actually says is like fantastic. And then there are little moments where he's not saying anything and you can still read whatever emotion he's trying to yeah. like put through just with his eyes. You're like, Oh, yeah. he doesn't trust this person. Oh, he's suspicious. And just how his yeah. mouth quivers yeah. at a certain yeah. point. It's like, what? How do you do this? Yeah. It's, it's like, he <laughs> is, when when you hear of like method actors, mm. most of the time you kind of roll your eyes, right? Mm. But that one reason that in your head you're like, yeah. but is yeah. because of Daniel Day Lewis, and it's like every fucking movie he's in, you believe he is that person, yep. and like the the best scene, and it was probably his fucking Oscar reel for this mm. movie, is when he's in the church mm. and he is saying like I've abandoned my child I've abandoned my boy mm. and like you it like when yeah. he delivers that you're like fuck this guy like means what he's saying like mm. he believes that he abandoned his kid and it's like god damn it dude mm. that scene like gives me chills every fucking time I see it it's so great and uh, also when at the end when he was like uh, berating HW like oh, he's yeah. quivering. Like mm-hmm. you can see that he feels like he's in his subconscious, yeah. like he's feeling bad about saying this to HW. And it's like, yeah. cause like you see is like, it's, it's shaking. Like I, that's the way I've intent. The way I viewed that was like from being like such a hardcore alcoholic that it's taken its toll on his body. But I mean, just the fact that we can yeah. both interpret mm-hmm. like two different things from it is mm-hmm. like a testament to how fucking good he is. I think it's just, it's the whole complexity of the, the character that makes mm. Daniel Day Lewis just shine so brightly, you know. Yeah. It sucks that we're not going to get like a PTA Daniel Day trilogy, right? Yeah, complete the trilogy. Like, fuck, man! Like, come out of retirement in just like ten one. years and just do another fucking masterpiece. Because mm. I think Phantom Thread is too. Mm. Um, not as good as this movie, but like, 
God damn, he's so fucking good. He's so and fucking it would be really cool to see him do like a like three time best actor award winning like. Yeah, well, he didn't fucking win for, but I can't blame who'd they give it to. Who well, was he, the last he won. Year? He won one like in the eighties. Who was who was this year for like though? My left foot. Uh, actor, he also actor. won for Gary Lincoln, Oldman. Didn't he? Gary Oldman. For, he won for Lincoln, right? Yeah. Uh, who? Oh yeah, Gary Oldman yeah, for, for fucking yeah. Black House. That's what? what I don't know what that. What did you say? What the war movie? Was it that you know that fucking Churchill movie? Yeah, Churchill. Was it just called Churchill? No, what was it, was, it called? was called something. Oh fuck! Fuck that movie. That movie is darkest hour. Darkest. That, it was yeah. like it was good. The whole movie. Okay, this is Black like my house. internal reaction yeah. to the whole movie. Uh, listeners, I'm crossing my arms. <laughs> <laughs> this is really good. This is really good. Like it that's was like how, that, dude. That's how I feel about the King's speech. Like it's like, this is, he's a great actor. Yeah, and this is like, and it's like yeah. I don't care about the movie. It's like, oh, this is a good movie, and you just don't give a shit though. Yeah, there's you know something I mean? missing, dude. Like Forrest Gump, I feel the same way about it. The, the way that this movie that. comes together and everything comes together so perfectly, mm-hmm. I feel like you really have to give credit to Paul Thomas Anderson for it. Absolutely. Like anybody who can yeah. like. Uh, show the first 14 minutes of a movie and not have any dialogue and you know the exact motivations of this character. Yeah. Just know, like, get everything. into it. Get it's into it. It's fucking amazing. This is, this is your life now. Like, yeah. who, who can direct these people to work with these actors. That H.W. kid wasn't mm. even an actor. It was like a kid who went to school. I think in, it was from Texas, too. Texas. I just want to say, like, look up the... Okay, for everybody listening, you guys, too, um, mm-hmm. look up the actor who played H.W.'s tweets. There have been articles about them. This kid is a fucking douchebag now. It's oh. hilarious. He's like a total That's fucking so like gun toting, like like woman hating. Like it's is it's he so funny. Is he a Trump guy now? Probably. I, I it was like a few years ago that I looked at his tweets. You know, I like, heard Ugh. about that. That's weird. Yeah. So look, I forgot his name. Uh, he's fine in the movie. He seemed like but. a really sweet child, and then you know he grew Success up into his head. I guess he yeah, went the uh, Christian Hades Hadeson. Well, who's a no? Who's the kid that was on Star Wars? Christian. Yeah, that's the other kid. I, I don't know that kid's name. Hayden. No. Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen was like adult Darth Vader. Oh, but like, no, there was like an Jake Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah, Jake yeah. Lloyd. Jake that's Lloyd it. like got arrested. <laughs> yeah, but that's because Star Wars fans had their way with him, and we know how that goes. They should be like doing the rape in those Star Wars fans. Oh boy. <sighs> yeah, I mean, but yeah, PTA's characters are like some of the best in movies. Like he's so good at making like a fully formed character. Like with all the movies we've mm-hmm. watched so far, like Dirk Diggler and punch drunk love. Um, very original, very, uh, very original complex characters. Yeah. That's how it is. That are men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless he does this movie with uh, Tiffany Haddish, which he wants to do, which Will be interesting to see Tiffany Haddish. Who's that? Yeah, she's. The, well, you talked about this before. I think it got deleted off that podcast because that podcast went mm. to shit. She was uh, in Girl's trip. Girl's yeah. trip. Yeah. But oh. I found a. Uh, there's a thing that he said before he did this movie and Punch Drunk Love that he said the two actors I want to work with are Adam Sandler and Daniel Day Lewis, and he did it. So he'll probably end up working with her for like his next movie. Right. So you mean Adam Dauphin? That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, Adam Dauphin. You're well. You're going to be in his next one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We're all excited for that here. I don't know what I'm gonna be. Uh, <laughs> am I gonna piece of shit? 
He's gonna CGI over you just in turn. <laughs> with, with, no, with Daniel Day Lewis's like face over me. Oh God! Well, that's a movie I want to see now. Fake you, yeah. <laughs> deep fake, deep you, fake you. You want to poop? <laughs> Listeners, if you don't know what deep faking is, don't look it up. Don't look it up. Go to jail. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> Oh, shit. Well, on that note, guys, um, I think that's going to do it for this podcast, right? And uh, cool. well, plugs, 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 Dude, plugs, yeah. plugs, thanks plugs. Thanks for uh, being on the show, Brian. I mean, plug, yeah, plug all the all the stuff. Um, well, you plug someone else. I want to plug a random podcast. Oh, yeah, Dude, go for it. Um, well, uh, okay. This is, I don't know when these are coming out. Maybe this is going to like... Oh, this one will pr- probably, honestly, a couple months from now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, never mind. Oh. Y'all, y'all should just go to stickerfidge.com and look up the summer playlist that I... Uh, I posted. Oh, I, I really want to do one yeah. of those. Oh, um, I know. Oh, I wrote a, yeah, I wrote a review of Upgrade that's yeah. on the site. Will be two months old by the mm-hmm. time you... Well, that was going to be my plug. See oh, the movie Upgrade. Pr- oh, so, oh. No, not, not see your review. <laughs> I don't care about your review. I care about the yeah. movie Upgrade. Yeah. Because I probably... You know, people probably haven't heard of it. So. Well, rent it because it won't be in theaters by the time you hear this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, rent out your local theater and screen it. Exactly, yeah, please. It's awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah, it was sure, great man. to have um, you on, man. Yeah, guys. I mean, listen to all the Sticker Fridge podcasts. Listen Stick to the Fridge, Delphin, Delphin shows. Yeah, Delphin stuff's great. Um, mm-hmm. And stay frosty, man. Is <laughs> that how you gonna? I end? no, I fucked it up again. I keep trying to like come up with like a. It, it's not your it's masterpiece. Hard, yeah. yeah, you have to think of your masterpiece sign off. Go God fuck yourself, San Diego. Go. That's yeah. taken. Stay. <laughs> Pepsi phone. Man, San Antonio. Stay Pepsi phone. Are you just looking at things and just <laughs> and saying them? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.